Welcome to the NPL Sunday Night Show, powered by the Brisbane Football Review. Hosted by Scott Owen. Well, firstly, what a surprise Adam goes through a game at Morton Bay. And Adam Pace. I was gonna say, I was actually gonna say, yep, that's that's pretty much me in a nutshell. Let's let's go have this one. Your weekly NPL recap starts now. Welcome to another of the Brisbane Football Reviews NPL Sunday show. It's great to get some more football back underway. Adam, joins to join me once again. Yeah, it's good good to be here and good to see the sun join the party. Uh, we've got a few games. Uh, obviously, we lost a few uh, because of the sort of the uh, soft conditions underfoot, but that's uh, and also some council intervention in certain parts. But look, we got we got some games in, and uh, I think we're going to be set for a busy few weeks midweek as uh, the FQ competitions uh, look to scramble to to catch up. Absolutely. A much more full round of football than we have seen in the last couple of weeks, thanks to the weather. And as your point, there is a lot of catch-up games we played in the league and the cup. We'll get to those later on, as well as the full round of MPL men's and women's and FQPL as well. But first, Adam, Adam, we have to make a bit of a correction. I thought we said last week on the show regarding the coaching situation at Peninsula Power. Do you want to fill us on, on that situation, please? Yes, uh, we, we said last week on the show, in, after reading the reports coming out of both Logan Lightning and uh, Peninsula Power, that uh, that that Rick Coughlin was going to be taking over at the end of the season, which was pointed out by uh, Peninsula Power as being incorrect, and uh, that uh, Rick Coughlin will start in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, so... So that in that in that in that case, yeah, we we got it wrong as far as uh, misreading it. And uh, look, uh, we we said it in person to, to yesterday, but uh, yeah, we we apologise to to uh, potential power for uh, the inaccuracies. Now our reporting, uh, obviously, as well, we strive for accuracy. And yeah, like I said, we'll be the first to put up and ends up and say we got it wrong. And uh, last on last week's show, we just did that. Absolutely. So apologies to Aaron Phillip, Rick Coglin, and everyone at Peninsula Power. I think so Rick Coglin will be starting in a couple of weeks' time as part of a succession plan with Aaron Phillips staying on till the end of the year, working with the current setup as well in terms of that creating a smooth transition between the two. Yep, the main thing is that Rick Coglin will be the next uh, head coach and that is effective in a couple of weeks' time. Absolutely. So once again, apologies to everyone at Peninsula Power for that incorrect statement last week. We'll move on to the action on the field. I mean, we'll start with Peninsula Power and their result against Brisbane City yesterday in round 12 of the NPL men's competition, Adam. A two-all draw between the two sides there. Two goals to Brenton Fox, Koji Kato and, and Fraser Hills with the goals for Brisbane City. This was a, a really good contest between the two sides, wasn't it? It was, and uh, this game, so, uh, these two sides met about a month ago on a, up at AJ Kelly Park, and it was a 5-0 demolition job by Peninsula Power, and I suppose it shows you know, how much times have changed, because uh, this is a much more even contest, and I think I think overall it's a fair result between both teams. Uh, it, it, like I say, at the end of the day, it was a case of uh, Brisbane City, I think they set up a lot more balanced uh, as far as trying to counter uh, potential powers attack, and they scored two very good goals uh, that were to bookend the two uh, Brenton Fox goals. It was a very balanced Brisbane City side, wasn't it? Last time we saw them play against Eastern Suburbs, they had more attacking players, if you like, in the wider areas. This time they had more natural wide players. It gave them really good balance, didn't it? And right, particularly in those wide areas, they were able to create some good opportunities, which led to the goals. 
Yeah, I thought both Connor McKenzie and uh, Kai Bolton were really, really good for Brisbane City. Uh, two two headers as well, uh, two headed goals, one from Fraser Hills, the other from Koji Kato, as you said. And uh, yeah, they just they, they looked a lot uh, a lot more free flowing. It looks like the, it looked actually a lot like the city side of last season in the FQPL. Obviously, the standard is night and day, but but they certainly are looking like they are more they're more comfortable. Uh, whereas, you know, up against um, Peninsula Power uh, a month ago, yeah, they, they were just they were just overrun. They were, that was a big difference, wasn't it? This time around, Peninsula Power, they weren't able to run over the top of Brisbane like they did in the second half. They were still very good going forward, but defensively, it seems like there's a couple of concerns there for, for Peninsula Power. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the the one thing with the transfer window apparently opening in a few weeks' time. Is I think, I think it, not that there's anything too much wrong with uh, the the centre backs they've got. Uh, Marco Milutinovic and Brody Boyce at the moment are the two centre backs, but I think I think they probably need a bit more strengthening in that. Uh, in that sort of role, I think obviously Sam Habigam uh, is probably more normally a a fullback than a than a centre back. He, he can do both. He can do a job for both. But I think he, from from all reports, he's actually probably a, a more he'd be more effective as a uh, as a fullback. So that might be one area that they probably you know need to sort of strengthen up. And then, like I said, potential power. I think again, it was a fair result. They were sort of you know fairly flat. Uh, to somewhat, but uh, yeah, look, a, a sort of a good point for them because I do think that you know, if there was going to be a winner at the end, it was Brisbane City that were really powering home and just couldn't find the winner. They were. They also did get Dan Morgan back yesterday. He came on in the second half playing at fullback, so he's another option that they can fill in there anywhere across the back line. But one last thing on this game, it was a big day out there for Brisbane City, wasn't it? It was good to see a really good crowd out there. It was yes the uh, the the, the uh, club the whole club photo uh, for this seven year uh, celebrations for Brisbane City and 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 yeah like I said it was uh, a really really big occasion uh, with, with uh, all teams taking their photos in the in the main grandstand and uh, look it it just had that yeah had that feeling of uh, a big game atmosphere. It certainly did, and it was a good result in the end for Brisbane City. Now, after the game, we've got with the director of football up into our Ben Run. So what Ben had to say after his side came up with a two-all two draw against Brisbane City. We do want director of football up into our Ben Ryan. Ben, two-all draw here against Brisbane City. What are your thoughts on the, the result? Probably is a fair result, I think. Um, I think that we weren't... I don't think we are at our best today, but uh, I don't think it's an easy place to come. I know that they're, they're you know, struggling at the bottom of the league, but... I think moving forward, teams who come here are going to find it difficult. So, um, yeah. look, did we want all three points? Of course. We'll settle for a point, though, the way we played. I think, I think you know, as I say, a fair result. Um, this is the second week where you started a bit slow, considered the early goals. Is that a bit of a concern, or is it more pleasing that you've been able to find a way to dig yourself back into the game? Uh, probably is a concern more than, more than relief, I suppose, that we keep going back. Um, we actually asked for a fast start today, like with the whole celebration they had going, the, the photo thing. We just thought that might be a bit of a distraction. Let's get on top of them. And it didn't really happen. So, yeah, it is a concern. It's something we, we need to probably address. A bit of a reshaped defence. How does that new look defence um, working out in your, in your mind at the moment? Well, we're conceding goals. So, you know, it, it could be better. But uh, I actually thought, particularly in the second half last week, the second half this week, um, that we were actually quite good. So, you know, they're all good players, uh, just getting, getting used to playing alongside each other or on different sides of what they're used to. Um, but, yeah, look, I thought they, they actually defended reasonably well in the second half. 
you're looking ahead, you've got the um, cup tie against Gold Coast Knights nice, Are you looking forward to that matchup? It's always a big match in terms of trying to get back to the national round again. Yeah, it's like it's probably it's a big one for the club. Uh, I think every every club in uh, in the MPL would probably agree. It's you know they really want to get the 32 because if you can just jag one of the the A League teams, it's, it's financially you know you, you do really well out of it. So um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll give it everything we got, try and get through, and, and then obviously there's still a couple of games to go after that. So no one's taking anything for granted. Just finally, with the coaching situation with Aaron Phillips and Rick Coglin swapping over, is it good to have that sorted out now and you can really focus on the second half of the year with that situation resolved? Yeah, um, obviously, we've still got another couple of games with the, the current setup, but, um, and it probably is an exclusive for you, but it'll get announced this week. Jordy Mannon's, uh, he's off to the row, um, so he's got a, a full time gig there. Um, so we wish him well, and that's probably what's brought on the. The, I suppose the, the look for succession plan that we thought we had and um, so yeah it's, it's probably come a little bit quicker than we thought it was going to but um, yeah look, me and Aaron will still be at the club we'll still be working alongside the coach and, and hopefully we have continued success like we've had for five, six, seven years whatever it's been very successful hopefully the next one's equally congratulations on yeah. the point and good luck cheers thank you Tar. and thank you to Ben once again for taking the time there to talk to us after the game on Saturday afternoon Adam we'll look at the rest of the round in the NPL men's competition. And we'll start off with the game at Lions Stadium. The only other, there were two games played on Saturday. This was the other one. An eight-goal win for Lions over Kapalaba. Three goals from Andy Pengeli, Matt Rydenton, Ethan Doherty, Andy Thompson, John Carlos Slaughter, and Alex Fechner all on the scorer's sheet. So plenty of goals to go around and a pretty comfortable win, it sounds like, there for Lions, Adam. Uh, yes, uh, we were talking about night and day as far as uh, potential power versus City uh, match up. I think it's also the same uh, for Lions and Capalabar this time on their home track. That in in the first first meeting a month ago, that uh, their Lions sort of struggled to get past Capalabar and sort of really were lucky in the end. Uh, there was no luck involved. And this is just a absolute uh, you know statement by Lions that they they're not then they're really sort of you know, humming along at the moment and that they're. they're uh, they, they're going sort of really well. Kapalabar, their their away form is just absolutely wretched. Unfortunately, it's I don't think there's I don't think there's any other way. That's uh, they've conceded seven, eight, and nine in in away games this season. That's just not. Uh, I, I I don't I don't know I I don't know what to say uh, about Kapalabar's away form other than yeah that it it might be it might be the anchor that drags them down into uh, the FQPL. Have to wait and see. They were better in the first half against Potential Power last week than they were. To- this week against the Lions. We'll have to wait until you're right there. Are a bit hot and cold away from home. The other game, Adam, from round 12 in the NPL men's competition was just wrapped up on Sunday afternoon down at Malawa Complex on the Gold Coast. Brisbane Roar Academy hosting Gold Coast United. A 2-1 win for Gold Coast United in that one. Our own goal actually gave the Roar the lead early on before goals from Jared Kyle and Connor Smith gave Gold Coast United what was a pretty comfortable and deserved win in the end. Yeah, a typical Gold Coast United win, you know, get in front, grind it out. And that's uh, that's pretty much how, how they sort of play, played it. Uh, uh, yeah, a bit, a bit of a disaster uh, up front. You know, Zahi Addis uh, completely marooning uh, Jackson Riley for, for an own goal. Uh, but, uh, yeah, look, Jared Cole, you know, who loves to score a goal at uh, Mallow Complex over, over the years. The first time in five years that a match has, a MPL match has been played on that ground. It used to be the home of uh, Palm Beach Sharks and Gold Coast City. And, uh, and yeah, and then uh, Connor Smith bobbed up just before half time to, to uh, score a penalty, and that was all the scoring. And, uh, 
yeah, Gold Coast United moving up the ladder. Absolutely. It's a really good win for Gold Coast. Now, these are like we said time and time again, these are the games that they need to win if they're going to make a push to the top four. So it's a very good a tick in the box for Gray Pittick's point of view. What about from the Raw's perspective, Adam? I mean, we know it's a new look, younger side, but it's a lot of new faces in there. Are they gelling at the moment for you, or is it a case of that these are a lot younger players and it's going to take them time to to get to the level that they're at currently in terms of the MPL? I think this is this is the uh, rebuild. I think this is uh, what what we sort of feared in a way that uh, that yeah, a lot more younger players are coming through. Like in in the past sort of two years, you've had players that are probably on the verge of breaking into the senior squad. It's that period at the moment where those players that are involved with the senior squad or are in those plans are probably on their their uh, their PFA mandated holiday. So, like I said, they are relying on a lot younger players, a lot more experienced players. The performance itself wasn't that bad. Um, I thought I thought it, it it was a better performance than some of the performance they put in the last few weeks. Uh, but yeah, they just they just really didn't they didn't really sort of you know you know sort of pressure too much uh, Jackson Riley's goal for Gold Coast United. I think they were, they were, I think they were left with you know a few shots from from long range and uh, and and sort of a couple of half chances. But but yeah. Uh, look, I think I think this game more was about the performance of Gold Coast United. And I thought they they were they were uh, pretty good today. They were good. Since you mentioned Gold Coast City, we should talk about that. It's the first game at Malawi since 2017 when they lost to Western Pride in the semi-finals. And I bring that up because I want to mention the fact that over the over the 10 years of the MPL for me, Gold Coast City had by far and away the best kit. That two-tone yes. blue kit, absolutely superb. We'll move on, however, to the table in the MPL men's competition. Lions SC they remain top of the table on 25 points. Olympic FC, not in action this week. They remain on 20 points. Peninsula Power on 19. Gold Coast Knights, 16. Gold Coast United, 14. Sunshine Coast Wanderers, 12. Eastern Suburbs, 11. Morton Bay, 8. Logan Lightning, 8. Brisbane City on 8. Brisbane Roar Academy also on 8. And Capaba running at the table on 3 points. So a bit of a log jam there on 8 points. Adam, a few teams there in the mid-table trying to kick, kick clear into the potentially into the top half and pushing for finals. Yeah, it's it's uh, interesting. Obviously, it probably shows that we're probably not at the halfway stage where the, sort of the the groups are starting to to sort of take form because, uh, like I said, you've got even up to eighth place in Morton Bay who who are, are in real danger of and even East on eleven, should I say as well in seventh. Uh, they're all in danger at the moment. One or two losses and they're they're in relegation sort of trouble in that second spot. Um, however, one or two wins, and all of a sudden they're knocking the top four. So I still think it's probably still a little too early to sort of start riding off teams. Even Capalaba, who are winless after 11 games on three points, uh, two two wins for them, and all of a sudden they're they're in sort of safety. So it is a case of this, this ladder at the moment still too close to call. It probably shows that you know this this league is a case of you got you got to show up every week because a couple of bad results and you could find yourself in trouble. Absolutely. It is a very much more even league than we have seen in the past. And you're right. I think in terms of relegation, it's probably need to wait and see until all these catch-up games are played to see exactly where things do shake out. However, I will give one little addendum for people who might who might not be aware. In terms of football Queensland regulations, 4.2.1 number letter C for the 2022 season, Brisbane Raw, FC, MPL, first team are exempt from relegation due to being a part of an elite player pathway. If they finish 11th or 12th, they'll be exempt from relegation and the 10th place team will be relegated. So we did go and check the regulations, the Brisbane Raw Academy as well as QAS, Adam, they are exempt from relegation this year. 
Yes, and that's uh, when we publish the ladders tomorrow, you'll see that uh, the dreaded red mark on 10th place will be on Brisbane City at the moment. So, uh, yeah, look, I'm, I, don't, I don't think we've got enough time. I, I'm very conflicted on this issue about, about it. I can see both sides of the argument. That's all I'm going to say about that. But it is what it is. Football Queens has put a very clear black and white in their competition guidelines. It is what it is. So I think that's, that's all we really can say about that. Thankfully, on the women's size we're about to talk about, uh, the QAS, uh, they're, they're in no danger of being relegated at the moment. I say we'll let other people make up their own minds regarding the relegation situation in the MPL. That we've just stated it there for you very clearly. But you're right, QAS, they are in no danger of that. As you mentioned, we want to round six in the MPL women's competition. We will start with that game, actually, Adam. It was a 3-2 win for Lions over the QAS up there on Saturday afternoon at, at Lions. Team. Lions did take the lead. Scored three goals in the first 11 minutes through Tegan Riding, Rebecca Kirk, and Amy Gunton. So normal service resumed for those three. Ella O'Grady and Jenna Fisher did get goals back for QA, so made it much more interesting by the end of the game and certainly gave Lions a really strong tussle in the end, didn't they? They did. Um, it, it, yeah, it's and that's, that's the one thing that I think in the past, and this is what we've got to give this young QAS side credit for, is that in the past, 3-0 after 11 minutes, then equates to 9-0 at full time. The fact that they were able to get two goals, uh, to get, get two goals back up, Jonty Fisher's goal in uh, the about six in the hour mark was a very very good goal, um, and for them to sort of you know really sort of give give lines sort of, you know at least push them. Uh, I, I don't know if they, if they were sort of you know obviously three 0 up after after ten minutes whether they they really were sort of you know trying to put the foot on the throat or I know unfortunately we didn't we didn't see the game I just saw highlights of it, uh, but but yeah look I, I think that it gives give QAS credit that as I said that in past. Yeah, that, that would be a blowout. The the heads would be down, and it would the blowout score would be on. So to three three two, uh, look, I I don't like using the word moral victory too often in 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 this le- in this league, but I think this is one where I might make exception. I think QAS, you know, they, they may have uh, at least you know sort of got a bit of a moral victory here. I can't disagree with anything you said. The only thing I would add to that is not only would QAS if they were three nil down after ten minutes against Lions go on and lose by five six or more. A lot of teams around the league would as well. If Lions get a 3-0 head start on on someone, it's very difficult to peg that back. And QAS did a really good job of at least attempting to and making a good contest of it. So congratulations to, to QAS on that. Well, hope, hopefully we'll, the reverse fixture later on the year could be very interesting in terms of what happens in that one. The other games played over the weekend, Adam. Morton Bay with a 1-0 win over Olympic. Sam Bamberg with a goal on the hour mark. And Kapalabar, 2-1 winners over South United in that game. A very important win there for both those sides, Adam. Yeah, uh, Morton Bay, one win, and all of a sudden they're uh, they're into the top four. Uh, so, look, from it's almost uh, the the fictional. If you have a ladder with lines out, um, this is a very very close league, uh, and and any of these teams from two to nine are capable of you know being the other. Look, and the other end, you know, South. South have just got the had the absolute sort of nightmare run of fixtures. Uh, they're, they're they're bottom of the ladder, but they they're they're a lot better than uh, what their results uh, are showing. So it's a, a close two one defeat to Capalabar, Capalabar as well, who have shot it up, who have shot up the um, the table as well. So this is a very very close close league, um, and even I'd say even Olympic word now one nil defeat. You wouldn't you wouldn't write them off. No. Well, you mentioned. The- Table, I'll go through quickly. Lions are see they are on 
five out of five, 15 points. And the rest of the table is, right, is very, very even. There's five points separating the other eight sides. There's QAS on six, Capalabar on four, Morton Bay on four, the Wanderers on four, Olympic FC on four, Gold Coast United three, East three, and South one. So it's a very, very even competition between those sides. So any one of those other eight sides could find themselves in the finals or could find themselves in the bottom two. It's that it's very even between all those teams. It is, uh, and worth noting that East are down in eighth place, but they've only played two out of six games, so they've got plenty of catch-up games. Uh, but as we always say, uh, you know, uh, points in the bank is probably better than trying to rely on uh, trying to rely on catch-up games. So, so like I said, while at the moment mathematically they're probably looking very, very good, yeah, they need they need to make some of those uh, catch-up catch-up rounds count. They most certainly do. We'll move on to the FQPL1, Adam, where there were three games played over the weekend. It started on Friday night. Sunshine Coast Fire went to Caboolture, came away with a 3-1 win, two goals from Wine James, one from Ollie Williams gave Sunshine Coast Fire. The points, Joe Kopas got a goal back for Caboolture, but it wasn't enough on this occasion. Brisbane Strikers 3, Magpies Crusaders 2, two goals from Ethan Grimley, including a 90-second minute winner, as well as a goal from Mustafa Jafari, he gave them them the points over Magpies Crusaders, and then the other game played 3-0 for the Thunder over Southside Eagles. Adam, Brisbane Strikers, they've done this a few times now, getting late goals to get points. It could be absolutely crucial by the end of the season if they do end up scraping into the top two. Oh, absolutely. And as as you'll sort of relate with the table shortly, uh, it is an absolute logjam at the top for the finals places as well as the promotion places. So that that is that is a big win for Bristol Strikers against uh, Magpies Crusaders, who I think might be might be ruining sort of not putting that game away because so, so they they now find themselves you know a fair way adrift from playing the most games as well. Of, of the competition so far, yeah, their their finals hopes may have sort of taken taken a bit of a hit with that uh, that late defeat. Absolutely, you always want points in the bank if you play the games early. So to have the games played and to not necessarily be in the position you'd like, it's a bit of a concern for Magpies. We'll go through the table. Roadstar Rovers they do stay top of the table on 20 points, and you have Redlands United 19, Southwest Queensland Thunder who also had a good win over Ipswich Knights midweek. They jump up into third position on 19 points ahead of. Brisbane Strikers on goal difference also on 19. And you have Western Pride 12, Magpies Crusaders 12, Caboolture 12, Sunshine Coast Fire 11, Southside Eagles 8, Mitchelton 6, and Ipswich Knights 4. So, again, that log jam in the middle of the pack there in FQPL1, it's, again, there's, there's four or five teams there with a point in it. They're, they are very, very even, but also some of those teams are going to have to really get a move on if they do want to push for a spot in the top four, because at the moment, the top four have, have well and truly kicked clear. Absolutely. And you're talking about uh, Southwest Queensland Thunder. Yes, they did beat uh, Ipswich Knights midweek, but also had a win uh, today against uh, Southside Eagles. And that seemed shot up into third spot. And all of a sudden, they're really looking like uh, a big chance of uh, maybe third time lucky as far as trying to get back to the MPL. Absolutely. So again, it's, it's a classic case, isn't it? You've got the games cash in when you've got them and then let other teams chase you down. Yep, and obviously Redlands actually of those top four have got the game in hand as well. So they, they're probably the ones that are, are looking uh, sort of the premiership favourites at this moment. But again, they've got one round, they've got to play each other all again and that's going to be uh, that's going to be crucial. Redlands also have a very, very impressive goal. It's a mm. plus 21 at the moment. Just six goals conceded for the year. So they've been off to a fantastic start for the year. When they get their season back underway down there at the showgrounds, we might see if they can go on with it. We'll move on, however, Adam, to FQPL2. And we did cover a game on Friday night from 
FQPL Tour. It's not often that we do cover a game from the league we affectionately call the League of Goals. We did cover the Gold Coast Derby between Surface Paris Apollo and Surface Paris Apollo and Magic United. It was a 2-1 win for Surface Paradise. Two goals from Sam. Well, one goal from Sam King and one from Teddy Watson gave gave Surface Paradise the, the win after they came up from a goal down, and it was a highly enjoyable game. It was uh, Magic United. Uh, I think they they were very very good. Uh, you, can, you can see why that they were undefeated until running into the, the now perfect uh, uh, Surface Paradise Apollo. They 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 and they took the uh, they did take. Uh, the goal uh, in the second half to go one nil up, uh, a bit of a goal line scramble, and uh, Harrison Woodall uh, was the one who claimed the goal. I'm not sure. I haven't it's seen. Officially the... credited as an own goal, but oh, Harrison Woodall was in the mix for it. <laughs> oh, what's wrong with that ref? Look, <laughs> um, maybe it was. Uh, I don't know. The, the uh, it's very tricky just to watch. Uh, it's very tricky to watch uh, games, you know, when when the camera's at ground level. So maybe maybe it is, but uh, yeah, I, I know we credit to Harrison Woodall. Uh, Harrison Woodall on on the night, but look, uh, Service Paradise did they did fight back very very quickly. Sam King a great goal, and then uh, the goal on scramble late. Uh, we we credited originally the goal to Adam Powell, the captain, but apparently after further review, it was uh, their golden boot uh, elect, I'd say uh, Teddy Watson, who apparently got the final touch. So and I want to thank uh, Service Paradise, uh, Service Paradise Pies. Uh, uh, Media media manager or whoever runs their uh, Instagram account for getting contact. Uh, it, was, uh, it was a pleasure covering the game. I think I'll say that much. It was. It was a, a quality two-yard tapping from Teddy Watson to extend his lead at the top of the FQPL2 golden boot. But it was a good win in the end for the first And a, a game, actually, is it, they were really tested in this game, weren't they? And this is probably a good a good sign for them that they've managed to come through some real adversity against the Magic United side, who were very strong, and they've found a way to get the win. Because it's, all, yeah. it's very important they finish top of the table to guarantee their passage to FQPL one next year. Yeah, absolutely. I think and I think these are the games you want. I don't think I don't think you. It's it's very good, especially later in the season. You know, going going through games that are being tested. I think Magic United. I think uh, they they because by by virtue of the fact that they haven't played many games and they're probably probably unfashionable sort of side in a way that uh, that they just they just go b- below the radar and but uh, they really showed that uh, they showed that they they are a decent team and like I said they are they are taking they took the best team in the league or one of the best teams in in the league uh, to to limit her on Friday night I know obviously and this is probably said about all across the whole leagues obviously a lot of teams are coming back off twenty day uh, layoffs and whatnot so that may be a factor but. Uh, yeah, look, it's uh, so and you can only play what's in front of you. And uh, look, I, I yeah, I keep on saying Magic Tonight, I thought were were very, very good. They were very good, no doubt. But the other three games played across round 11 in the FQPL tools a 5 0 win for South United over Virginia, Sanford Rangers 5, Holland Park Hawks 1, and Albany Creek rounded out the round with a 5 0 win over Tringa Rose. And it's actually two about teams flying under the radar. Sanford are also flying under the radar. That's a that's a very nice win at home over Holland Park. Yeah, um, that, that one I didn't see coming. Uh, Holland Park have been going very, very well. Uh, watching the highlights of them, they, they looked like they were playing very well. But yeah, Sanford, I know, is a very difficult, tricky place to uh, to play. And uh, they certainly do uh, make make uh, life difficult at home, which I think uh, as well, you know, I know I know the, uh, the Parklands very well in my neck of the woods. And, uh, and yeah, like if they can make that into a bit of a fortress... 
Like, uh, they're, they're, they're close enough uh, to sort of uh, make a run if once they get their games um, in hand uh, completed. They most certainly are. Look at the table now. Brisbane Surface Paris Apollo, they do lead the league on 27 points, nine wins out of nine. Two points behind them are Albany Creek, also unbeaten. Holland Park are on 14. Magic, 12. Samford, 11. Wynnum Wolves, 11. South United, 10. North Star, 7. Virginia, 6. Turinga, 5. Grange four and Coomera three, so there's a bit of there's a there's a big gap between the top two and the rest. And when those two sides do meet in their catch-up game, which was unfortunately one of the games rained out over the last couple of weeks, that'll be very very indicative of exactly who is the best team in this league between Service Paris Apollo and Albany Creek Excelsior. Absolutely, and that's a game that I know we I know a lot of people that follow this this these league this league are, are looking forward to because at the moment they've been kept relatively apart as far as that I know uh, Albany Creek had that one blemish draw, but uh, yeah, as far as the the crown for the early the best team in in that league, uh, at the moment I think it's very very disputed between Surface Paradise and Albany Creek, and the only way to solve that is when they meet in a couple of weeks' time. And that is coming up. Looking forward to that matchup very much. So we'll move on to the FQPL one on the women's side. Adam, two games played this weekend. The gap with a th- oh sorry, Southwest Quinton Thunder with a three 0 win over the gap goals from Lana Hark, Broadfoot, and Sarah Carroll there. And in the other game, Adam, it was a two all draw between Brisbane City and Logan Lightning. Now we caught the end of this game actually at Spencer Park out there, and Brisbane City came back from two goals down in this fixture. And if it had it gone another five minutes, they would have won the game. But that's a good result for Logan, and maybe. A point, a couple of points dropped potentially for Brisbane City. Yeah, um, yeah, slow start for for Brisbane for Brisbane City. I, I got to the ground, I got to the ground when they were already two 0 down uh, to Logan. So I, I can't, I don't know uh, in the circumstances in which the goals uh, were scored for Logan, but they they really sort of rallied. I'll tell you, it was last... a Lola Braley brace that put Logan two yeah. goals ahead. Yeah, no, I did see her play. She's she's uh she's quite a decent player actually. Um, and she actually actually I think uh, if it's the same player I'm thinking, of, I think she might have uh, been injured uh, in in that which caught which meant there was plenty of um there was plenty of uh, stoppage time which allowed Brisbane City to rally. They they re- last ten minutes they really sort of you know rally. They scored they they scored a goal and then uh, they got an equaliser from a long range uh a long range shot and. Yeah, but uh, over overall, I think yeah, the, the, I think the one team that may be particularly happy with that result would be Peninsula Power because uh, I think as far as the the Premiership race goes, that's uh two that's a two point buffer they probably weren't expecting. It's a, absolutely it's a very good buffer for Peninsula Power. Goes to the table now quickly. They do sit top of the table. Haven't played in a while, but they're on eighteen points. Brisbane City are on fourteen and have played one extra game, so it's a four point gap with a game in hand for Peninsula Power. So they're in a very nice spot. As a Brisbane City in second, Western Pride third on 13, and you got Mitchelson on nine, Virginia seven, Southwest Queensland Thunder six, Logan five, and the gap currently yet to get off the mark. So, Bruce, so Peninsula Power are in a very, very nice spot here, Adam. Yeah, and I said they look, maybe even with the with the buffer, I maybe they probably don't need to rely on that. You know, I 19 goals for one. One goal against in six matches. Uh, I think they're all right, uh, sort of looking after their own sort of affairs. But just one point, one thing. Obviously, we don't talk much about Southwest Queensland Thunder, but uh, very, very good to see, see uh, 24 cap Matilda Lana Arch, and also former uh, Brisbane Raw W League player or A League Women's player now. I guess we call them. Grand um, final winner. Yeah. 
Uh, she's still going around and scored a goal today. So um, I know it's impolite to give away ages of uh, female of females in general, but I'll say it's good on to see her still playing and uh, obviously contributing up there to, I guess, the re- rebuild up there at uh, South East Queensland Thunder. Absolutely. One of these legends of Queensland football, Lana Hart. Great to see her still running around. Now, I did mention at the start of the show, Adam, that there was a bunch of midweek fixtures to be played. I'll go through the half a dozen league fixtures, and I'll get you to go through the cup ones in a minute, but there's two FQPL women's matches between Western Pride and South Queensland Thunder, as well as Virginia and Western Peninsula Power. Those two games are from round eight, so there's those two games, as well as four games from FQPL two men. You've got Magic and Sam from round eight, as well as Turinga North Start, Surf's Paradise Apollo in Virginia, Holland Park Hawks in Coomera. Those final three are from round 10, so six catch-up games to be played in those competitions, Adam, but there's a whole lot more football than that to be played during the week, including some very intriguing cup ties. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll kick off with the Australia Cup round five ties that have been pushed back and pushed back. Seven ties to, to go in in that. Uh, kicked off Tuesday night at Goodwin Park between Olympic and uh, FQPL4 club Redcliffe Dolphins. Also as well, Pine Hills and uh, Logan Lightning are also on Tuesday night, both 7.30pm kickoffs. And then a big, a big Wednesday with uh, Southside Eagles and East. Uh, a, uh, we also have Bayside United and Rochdale, uh, Mitchelton and South uh, well, Sunshine Coast Wanderers, Gold Coast United hosting hosting uh, Maruchador at 7.45 in a very, very big long road trip for Maruchador Swans. That is uh, a down, nice down long co- road trip for them, isn't it? For Copac- I don't know how they're going to do that. That's, that, that's going to be... I'd leave now, itself. personally. Yeah, but also as well, and I, I sort of deliberately left this one to last, the, the, the big clash uh, between Peninsula Power and and uh, Gold Coast Knights uh, at AJ Kelly Park, 7.30 kickoff on Wednesday night. Um, and I think we've said it a number of times now, that, that is a titanic tie uh, for one club. But I think their, their Australia Cup campaign, which I know both clubs are both national round 32 qualifiers or multiple time qualifiers, one of them ain't getting out round five, unfortunately. Yes, there's still two rounds to play after this. That is a massive fixture. you want to run through a couple of the Kappa Women's Super Cup matches as well, Adam? Yep, there's uh, four Kappa, Kappa Women's Super Cup matches also played uh, tomorrow night, Monday night. Uh, Mitchelton take on Olympic. Uh, Tuesday night, another big uh, clash. It's the it's the uh, FQPL1 league leaders Undefeated league leaders, uh, Peninsula Power, hosting the reigning and defending uh, Cup winners, uh, Lions FC, at 7, 7.30 up at AJ Kelly Park. Uh, also as well, Gold Coast United take on QAS at Coplix on Tuesday night. And on Wednesday night to round it out is... Um, it's Sunshine Coast Wanderers taking on the last remaining team of the non FQPL1 or MPL clubs in Turinga Rovers uh, up at Ballinger Park, and that's a 7.45 kickoff. So, yeah, a bit of trouble for Turinga as well. A couple of teams making a long journey, but it's great to see these games being played. There is a bit of a backlog, so getting these cup rounds out the way is very important. It is, I think, um, also as well, especially the... Not so much the uh, women, the women's Super cup because that's controlled by Football Queensland, so they they get the um, they can still schedule it where they need to. But for the Australia Cup, yes, they do need to get these uh, done because if uh, that I do believe that we need to have 
uh, three, well, four, including North, the North Queensland representative, we need to have four representatives uh, ready to go uh, by June 22, which is when the uh, the natural round draw is going to happen. So there's going to be uh, Australia Cup ties coming thick and fast between now and uh, the 22nd of June, which is, I think, is three weeks away. Plenty of cup ties, plenty of midweek action, as well as regularly scheduled league matches. It's going to be a very, very busy month, note about that, Adam. Before we wrap up, as usual, who's your performer of the week? Um, performer of the week this week, um, obviously very, very hard with uh, limited uh, games. Look, I'm going to go for a one sort of a bit out of the square and uh, a a fantastic goal scored by Will Orford in, there, in the uh, South West Queensland Thunders uh, 3-0 win over uh, Southeast uh, Southside Eagles uh, early tonight. Uh, absolutely. I could take the easy way out and say Andy Pengler for his hat-trick against Capella. I'm going to go for the Brisbane City midfield, and in particular, Scott Halliday. I thought the midfield for Brisbane City was absolutely superb on Saturday afternoon, so I thought he, that mid, the midfield was absolutely spectacular. I'll give it to Scott Halliday, but you could put Roman Hoffman in there. They were absolutely outstanding and really helped control the game for Brisbane, Brisbane City, so that is my performer of the week. I'll also put an honourable mention as well to uh, the entire junior squad of Brisbane City for their behaviour uh, to get that uh, whole club photo. Obviously, it's not hard sometimes working with children, but uh, they, look, they got they got done and um, they got that photo done and all all done before the uh, before kick, scheduled kickoff. So I think that's a uh, big win in itself. It most certainly is. Start of edition of the Brisbane Football Review's MPL Sunday Show. Adam, thanks for joining me once again. Yep, thanks, Scott. Always a pleasure. We'll be back once again next week to recap all of the midweek action as well as the weekend games. We'll talk to you then.